Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Lucas. What's up, gentlemen? I saw that you like paused to make Jay go first. I'm a little disappointed that you're letting his reign of terror just whip you in line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good man. I thought you're an independent thinker. You gotta know where your ignoring polls and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But you listen to when Jay tells you something. Yeah, yeah, he's an independent thinker until the boss says something, and then he thinks exactly (laughs) what the boss thinks. That's the kind of employee I like, Lucas. (laughs) I should take notes. I wish you would. Uh, all right. Well, today we are um, we have a lot to talk about because we got yet another preview article. Oh, so we are of course going to talk about the Mall Deloreans. Uh, that would be their non-canon name, by the way. They're mm-hmm. the Mandalorian Super Commandos. Um, I'm not sure where that comes from because I've never like I've seen Clone Wars and I don't feel like I ever heard that phrase. Uh, Mandalorian is... Super Commando comes from Rebels. Uh, okay. Quick spoiler alert if you haven't watched the two different shows, but all the mole DeLoreans end up joining the Empire and fighting for them. And then yep. they're formally referred to as the Super Commandos. Okay. And it's the same people. They have new armor, right. but yeah, that's why they're. And, yeah. yeah. I just feel like it's a little weird that they wouldn't have like a different name when they were working from all even though it's the same people because they used to be like death watch right uh like some them? yeah some of them not all of them um yeah and then they became malls mandalorians and then they became the mandalorian super commandos apparently it's because um, uh what's it called um how to just blink on the name the blue mandos previously yeah what's that group called death watch Deathwatch yeah, so splinters that. into I know that's what I was saying. How did I forget the name when you just yeah. said it? Deathwatch splinters into the super commandos, go with them all, and then later the Empire and the Mandalorian resistance uh fight on the Battle of Mandalore, and then later on, later again, fight in the Battle of Mandalore again. So I think the idea is it's the same people on both sides, you know, just who they're yeah. fighting for kind of changes. Right. Because Bo Katan was also Deathwatch and then she became Mandalorian mm-hmm. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well history lesson for those that have not seen the clone Wars and the <laughs> rebels show we uh, take our mandalorians really seriously the mandalorian super commandos but i'm sure they will be called the maldalorians or simply the msc um not to be confused yeah. with mxc like the japanese show which we already talked about <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love most extreme challenge oh know, guys so good, so good. Yeah. yeah we already uh, talked about getting lucas a hat i think we actually this was the last yeah lucas was on the last show where we talked about that yeah uh, yep. yeah game show and then, um, you know, much to our dismay, what will happen is we record this generally Monday nights, Tuesday, uh, the next article come out, yeah. and then we'll talk about that next week, which I yeah. think is fine. It is what it is. Yeah, it is. It's just what the units do in our mind. Yeah, there you go. Let a little, let it do a little, get a rapid reactions article right. out. You can check out our blog, thefifthtrooper.com slash blog. Um, and for those of you, right, Jay? I don't know. I don't think so. But just go to the fifth trooper.com and click on blog at the top. You'll yeah. be fine. Uh, uh, but, you know, and for those of you saying, hey, why should I read your rapid reaction article and also listen to you react on the podcast? And the reason is because it's completely different people reacting yeah. to it. And I don't read the articles. So, 
I don't know what they said. <laughs> so I have I my have. own unique <laughs> take on it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. I'll have you know, I don't even look at these. I don't even read the article until we talk about it on this podcast. Because I want you guys, that's what I do for you out there in podcast land. We're is, getting the hottest of hot takes. Yeah, here. I give you my natural reactions. Yeah. 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 I'm committed to this role. Well, yeah. Well, that's comforting. I'm going to make sure that uh, there's some typos in the next one just to yeah. see if you notice. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I don't read them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shows in your record. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm still, I'm still in. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, so we are going to talk about Invader, which you just alluded to. Uh, do a little Invader update. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, we'll hit some, yep. some other random miscellaneous topics. We will definitely get to the Force user, uh, how to build a list around a Force user topic soon. Maybe, um, maybe today. Yeah. I cannot confirm nor deny whether we'll be talking about forces or at the end of this cast. Yeah. But first, housekeeping. Oh, that's me. Yeah. So uh we let's see, what do we got going on? Uh oh, today we uh, announced a brand new product. Uh that was Monday, whatever the date is, the 23rd. Uh and uh we are doing sleeves and they're specifically designed for legion players so basically it's going to be a set of 19 you're going to get seven command hand sleeves four for each of the uh, battlefield cards objective deployment and conditions and they're uniquely designed and developed for the legion players so i'm really excited about that uh and we're actually uh they're on dragon shield sleeves so you know the quality is really good lucas was mentioning before the cast he's uh, an old magic player as am i and mm -hmm. dragon shields like the primo magic sleeves so we're bringing those to legion yeah, they've been around forever, and I haven't played Magic in three years, so maybe this has changed, but Dragon Shield is the only one that has printed sleeves where the printing doesn't come off. They print it directly onto their sleeve and then, like, laminate over it. Yeah. Typically, when you have stuff on sleeves, if you played any card games, like, the back is a sticker and it peels off as you go. Dragon Shields aren't like that. They're fully no. matte. They're thick. So when I heard there are those, I was like, dang, like, yeah. those are the, the cream de la crop. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um it was fun designing the, you know, it was uh, who oh, I was talking to Jeremy and maybe some of you guys and we're just like, you know, it'd be really nice to have sleeves that like represented the battlefield cards, you know, like that seems to be missing. Um, and, you know, as much as we all love our sleeves, like it's funny how not many of us use clear sleeves, right? We always use ones with printed backs. And so, uh, yeah, so that kind of came from that idea. And, you know, I was bouncing around like more complex products, uh, like a like a turn zero board or something like that. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. We'll just do sleeves, <laughs> just, you know, because <laughs> uh, I couldn't figure out how you would have space for that on your table and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we have those. Uh, we're not doing a pre-order or anything with those. I have like a wish list up right now. And then we're just going to we're just going to start selling them here in about a week. Uh, then also we've got, uh, order tokens that are on pre-order right now. Uh, that was a team up with myself and lumberjack Nick for all the designs on that. 
which I'm really excited about those. Those look amazing. Um, we have, I'm going to be sending out an email to everyone too, but we have a little bit of an update on mats. Uh, June 3rd ish is when they're supposed to be arriving. So that is next Friday. So probably closer to the sixth or seventh. Um, I'm sorry. I know we said May. I don't control the seas or the ports and they control me. So that's, that's where we're at. Uh, sorry for all of you that it's been delayed. And I know a lot of people have had their pre-orders since March, but it is what it is. I can't, I can't control any of that. Uh, so those will be in again, for those of you don't haven't been paying attention storm tide is in season two and we're actually during we're going out we're on a two-month hiatus right now uh so that everybody can catch up and and get get caught up before we continue moving which will be in july we've got a, a brand new writer uh who's going to be writing for us uh for storm tide and uh, i saw his first kind of like uh, he called it a skeleton or an outline of what he wants to do. And it's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and we'll pick that back up in July and we're going to have store kits and, uh, yeah, I think, and then Patreon. Hey, if you like the writers, uh, or the, or the podcast or any of the content that you get for free, or even if you don't like the writers, you know what, just support us on Patreon anyways, because we're awesome. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't care if you like the writers or not, you should still support us on Patreon. Uh, and because you like the podcast, because you're listening right now. And so, even if you don't like Lucas, but you really like me and Kyle, <laughs> support us on Patreon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's it for now. Um, just one last thing I've been alluding to this, but I'm really excited. Um, We've um, made some investments into the Fifth Trooper business here. Uh, and so you're going to see several new innovative products coming out uh, in the next couple of months uh, that I am super, super excited about. Um, and we're hoping to just take it to the next level and just really make, you know, uh, our whole mission is to make the gaming experience great whether that's through content that you learn how to play and, and tactics you can take home or whether it's through product that makes your life easier, like these sleeves or, you know, the order tokens or the sidebars. Um, and so we're going to continue that. We've got some new products that we're going to be launching here pretty soon that I'm very excited about. And uh, I think all of you at home will be excited about them as well. So I, I more really cool stuff to come in the next couple of months, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Yeah, and like, you know, we've mentioned it in rel relative to our tools before, but like all of these products are designed by Legion players for Legion players. So like yeah. every every time Jay posts one of these, I'm like, yes, yes, I want that. That's the thing that we need. <laughs> yeah, I, I always uh, just a little inside baseball for everybody at home. I always uh, share everything with the fifth trooper team just to get, I like to just get the read of the room and see where everybody's at. And I know we're on to something when everyone's like, um, could you just set some aside for me right now? You know? And so, yeah. yeah so, I'm, uh, so, you know, don't worry. We, I, I mean, it, at the end of the day, and I've said this before, it's just stuff that I'm like, Oh, you know what I really want? I'm like, okay, I'll just make it. And, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm sure everybody would want this. So why don't we just make it for everyone now? 
uh you know yep. so that's that's how everything happens so yep you know it'd be awesome card sleeves mm -hmm. hey let's make those yeah yeah all right um you know what else is awesome Mandalorian Super Commandos. I almost oh. said all DeLoreans. <laughs> all DeLoreans. <laughs> are right. they super uh, cool? They are super. I mean, they certainly look cool. Have you guys seen these? These the sculpts are amazing. Like they've got like like the pointy mole horn things. Um, you know, you can that their color scheme is red and black with a million different designs on them. I'm curious to see if sort of like Maul himself the um, some of these are like textured on there. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell from the sculpts. Um, if they're not, then whoever painted these did a really ridiculously good job. With the <laughs> <highlights>. <laughs> I'm trying to like zoom enhance here. It looks like they're not textured, uh, which is going to make this a little bit of an extra challenge for painting. There's purposes, some crazy but, good freehand going on here. Yeah. Um, but man, the poses on these, they're very similar. Um, to the Mandalorian Resistance, which I guess is appropriate, right? Because it's essentially the same. But yeah, you've got the dudes flying with the jetpacks. You actually have like the flames at some of the back jetpack things. Um, so yeah, I'm very much looking forward to having these guys. But let's talk about what they actually do. Okay. We, we can do that now. We got the rules. Yeah. Uh, Lucas, you want to hit us with a unit card? Sounds good. So they are 75 points based cost. They have the little shadow collective hand thing in the top left corner. So I believe they're only going to be able to be run in the shadow collective battle force. They have three minis similar to the other Mandalorians, one health per model, uh, surging red saves, similar to the other Mandos, two courage, impervious, jump two. So all of that is exactly the same as the other mandos yep. but they start to switch up once you get into their keywords so first they have defend one which for you guys who don't remember what that keyword does after an issued an order you gain a dodge token but they also have independent aim one which is if you do not get an order issued to you you gain one aim token so mm -hmm. it's kind of cool dichotomy of when you are ordering them around they're more defensive when you're not ordering them around they're a little more offensive and do some more damage and these Mandalorians, they start to also differentiate themselves when it comes to their weapon profiles. They do not surge on offense, but they have two black dice in melee with their combat expertise. They have at range one to two, the West Star 35 blaster pistol, which is two blacks range one to two. And then they also have a range one to three, was that Galar 15 blaster carbine, which yep. is a black and a white. And so these Mandos are pretty well-rounded, right? They're not limited to just range two. Having a black and a white per model at range three is a, you know, respectable range three pool. So these guys seem really awesome. They're a bit more flexible in some ways. They have defend independent aim. They're not so deep into the whole uh, nimble side. But uh, yeah, I like them base. They seem like a very slight upgrade over the other Mandos, which is probably why they're just a few more points. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because um, they so ways in which they're better than the other bandits. There's there's really two like super important clear ones there. The first is that they get free tokens, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's a dodge or an aim, um, and then the second is the range three tag pool. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they're also notably objectively worse in some ways the biggest one is that they don't surge hit um mm-hmm. like the rebel mandos do um so they are weaker but, at range too yes at range like significantly you know two mm-hmm. black with no surge is quite a bit different than two black with surge um but they can shoot at range three you know so that's pretty big for a unit that is you know don't make no mistake these guys are fragile for what you're paying for them Mm-hmm. You're paying 75 points for a unit with two wounds or around 100 points for a unit with four wounds, which is a lot <laughs> for mm-hmm. a bunch of single wound minis, even though they have impervious and a red surging save. Um, so yeah, that range three is, is big, but they don't surge hit. So they don't, they don't hit quite as hard once they're at range two. And they also don't have nimble. So, you know, if they get shot multiple times, um, you know, they're not going to be as durable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys have a slew of potential upgrades you could take on them. They have heavy weapon, uh, training, comms, was equipment, grenades, and an armament. So just every kind of upgrade in the game besides command and uh, force upgrades. And they have a lot of new unique options that come along with it. One of the first ones is a unique gear option just for these commandos. It's the Super Commando Combat Shield. And it's just for these uh, Mandalorian Super Commandos. And you gain Shielded 2, which gives you two shield tokens. Um, One thing I want to point out is you only gain Shielded 2. You have no way of regenerating those shields. So it's just a flat two shields you can use over the course of the game, which is a little different than any other uh, previous shield upgrades you've seen. Right, Sabine, she's able to recover. And same with uh, the BX Droid shield as well. So these guys are like the Destroyer or the, yeah, like called droidicas where yeah, recoveries except, don't recover their shields except they don't have that passive generator like yeah. a droidica does yeah the duckers have the passive regen of the shield yeah it's just straight two shield tokens mm-hmm. um i don't know what do yeah. you guys think of this upgrade mm. it seems I mean, a little expensive for what it does to me yeah i i suppose okay so kyle i mean uh it's kind of emerging a theme Right, is a lot of we talked about this, whatever episode, I don't know, man. One of these episodes that we did where we were like, hey, if you put all these in, like, look at how many uh, dodges you get. Uh, and this kind of falls in that same line, right? But they have defend one, plus you could also have shielded two on them. So in reality, you could, you're like, you're getting rid of like three, three hits before, you know, they even get to the the uh, a unit and so before mm-hmm. you even rolling dice which i think is kind of in theme with the rest of all the mercenaries right there's a lot of dodge spam going on uh in this in these armies and that's you know this isn't exactly dodge spam but it's close you know with the shielded too and feels on theme i two ten points seems excessive for that uh i don't know that i would ever pay that but you know it's on theme which is nice yeah, I mean, the, the BX droids have shielded two and recharge two, and it's 18 points for that. So essentially, it's eight points less, and you don't get the recharge. Um, yeah, right. oh, and I, I didn't mean, uh, yeah, sorry, I, I wasn't, I'm not knocking the price as in, I think it's over-costed or under, I just, mm. looking at that, I wouldn't build them out with that, you know what I mean? It seems yeah. to be like just over that price point where you're like yeah this seems okay this seems <laughs> yeah, decent. yeah um 
the effect is quite good on a unit mm-hmm. like this that is very fragile and relies on saves. Um, but yeah. 10 points is a lot. <laughs> I think you could yeah. make an argument that maybe you want it for like high velocity snipers, right? Yeah. They're usually just getting one thing through and having yeah. two shields is probably enough to block those yeah. two high velocity shots at you. Cause yeah. the reason why I think it's kind of redundant is you already have defend. So you could put situational awareness on these guys if you really wanted to. Um, might be a little too expensive for that, but like having that to block high velocity is kind of nice. Then you don't need yeah. situational awareness too, because if you need a block of crit, you can use your shield instead of your dodge. Yep. Well, and I, you know, I suppose too, and we're gonna, uh, like I said, this is the first time I'm looking at this stuff. So when we talk about the heavy unit, the heavy mini upgrades, right? There's there's one of them that is another dodge you know adds more dodge tokens potentially so you know you could if you're using these as a highly aggressive team that's running up with maul you know maybe you do take the shields and then you you know you could have up to four basically four to five i think (laughs) based on four shots yeah yeah uh and then get within range too and just start murdering things (laughs) so Mm -hmm. but Okay, yeah, I mean, we could get to, when we get to those, people know what we're talking about. But, yeah, I mean, it's, eh, I don't know. We'll see. It, it seems like maybe an option if you got spare points. Yeah. Right, these guys are pretty fragile with only a few models, so it's nice to keep their health up longer. Sure. Right? Since each model you use in a small model count unit, they lose a lot of efficacy once they start taking damage. Right. Um, so All maybe right. it's worth the 10 points to make them last a little longer. So they don't hit as hard, but in reality, and we talk about this more, if you were going to run these guys like you would run, let's say, Wookiees, if you put that one heavy upgrade, which we'll talk about, the shield on, and then you have their defend, you're, I mean, you're looking at like 12 health. So it's, you know, with the dot, including the dodges and the shield, right? You, and so, I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's let's talk about Rook right. when we get to her yeah. because I think she's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, let's hit the. You want to hit the jetpack rockets next? Yeah, yeah. Sure so I'll. they haven't. Oh, go for it, Jay. No, please, Lucas. I mean, clearly, <laughs> you're you're vying for position here, and you want to take over. Go, please, go ahead. You got you got listed no. off second, so I get to read the cards. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, we have for their armament another unique upgrade just for these mandos. It's the Super Commando Jetpack Rockets. It's range four only, and it gives you blast, critical one, and impact one. So this is very similar to the other jetpack rockets, mm-hmm. except you do have critical on this, and I believe the other rockets are three to four. Let me double check that. Yeah, yeah the other rockets yeah. are three to four. Yeah. So it's a little different, I think. If this was range three, it'd be kind of amazing because you could put it in there with your uh, your rifle attack. Yeah, add blast to the range three rifle pool. Yeah. There, yeah. There, I'm sure that is the reason that it's not range three to four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But at range four, it's a little better because you have critical one on it. So the other mandos have uh, innate surges. Um, so this gives you, you'll have critical four, because right, this is on four of your models in your unit. Yeah. Um, so you essentially get surge to crit. So at range four, it surges to crit, whereas the other one just surges, uh, but it doesn't go to range three. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like the only time that's really going to make a difference, the critical, is if you're sh- dealing with Guardian or like a giant stack of dodges that are not mm-hmm. situational awareness dodges. 
Um, otherwise, this is functionally, you know, surge hit, which the the rebel mandos already mm -hmm. do. So because it has blast, so you're ignoring cover anyway, and it has impact one, so you're already getting maximum hits against armor. So yeah, um, I, yeah, I think it's good. You know, uh, uh, I, I like it as kind of um, as a armor counter, really. Yeah, you know, like to just toss this for eight points, you're getting, you know, you could potentially get four four hits through right like i mean there's a real solid chance you're gonna get four into armor and into like, like a, a white... spider yeah or like God, an atrt yeah. just chunk it in half for one yeah. attack isn't terrible yeah. or a sniper strike team you know mm -hmm. like a yeah. speed three move plus range four you could potentially get a situation where you can see both models and your opponent thought they were hidden yeah. um, and you're ignoring low profile with that blast so yeah i would i um, mean yeah i even like even getting this through on an ATST is going to make your as a as a reformed ATST player, uh, <laughs> uh, you get four hits through it that you know I can't I don't block. Uh, I'm starting to think about things a little bit differently <laughs> as yeah. far as how I'm playing. So it's it's I for eight points. It's a real um, it can be a real swing, uh, you know, swing uh, component to your army. So yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's as much of a must-take as the rockets are on the other mandos, because you still have a range three attack. I think people often take the rockets on the other mandos because you want to have another attack on their approach. Um, so I don't think you necessarily have to, because you can shoot at range three, which is still pretty useful, right? You're not forced to go in deep with range two. Um, but rockets are still in a good spot for all the reasons we just listed. Yep. There's also a new comms upgrade that comes with this emergency emergency transponders. It is four points. When you activate, if you're activated with an order token from the order pool, gain one aim token, one dodge token, or remove one suppression to token. And this has the little X on it. So you're only going to get to use this once. This is a pretty neat effect for four points. Yeah. Um, there are not a lot of units with comm slots that this would be. Um, let's say, let's just say that like on vehicles, I feel like this competes with like targeting array, which is only yeah. one more point and it gets you an aim token every time you get an order. Um, so, whereas mm -hmm. this is, you know. So I I'd like to propose something now. This wasn't my idea. This was uh, my buddy Jeremy and I were think tanking this. Uh -huh. Okay, and uh, we said, what if Okay, you put up close and personal and emergency transponder on Tauntauns. And they have the agile one. And so now, because, you know, usually you're trying, sometimes you don't pull them from your stack, yeah. you know? So now you move, dodge, shoot, dodge, move again, dodge. And then if you pulled it from the stack, you could have, you'd have another dodge. So you could have four dodges on your Tauntauns. Yeah, I mean it. It seems uh, that's kind of an expensive tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but... but yeah, I don't know. I mean, and you could even take. Uh, I mean, tauntauns can take situational awareness. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that'd be kind of. I mean, that would be a a certainly difficult to kill tauntaun for that one specific turn. Well, and that's Which sometimes you know... is all you need. Right. And so, like, what I was, it was just something we, because we're always talking about, like, 
and I think we might talk a little bit about this today, but like, why are certain units not being used? And is there a real problem or is it just a perceived issue? And then yeah. we, we brought up Tauntauns and we were like, okay, what if you put these two new things on the Tauntauns? Now they've got four dodges, so that's good. Uh, and seems kind of interesting now and, and brings them back to the forefront of my mind of like, oh man, because I've been thinking about Tauntauns a lot lately, yep. probably for like the last six to eight months going, I mean, they're still good. Like, and trying to like figure out lists and I'm like, well, now with this, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is what would help them and, you know, spam some dodge on those tauntauns. Anyways, I, you know, and I think, I think as new stuff like this comes out, it's just, man, it just, it just makes this game so much better. I'm just so happy, like that I can think yeah. about that, you mm -hmm. know, and go, oh, what if we put this on tauntauns? Like, what, why am I talking about that right now? Like, that's how great this is, you know? Yeah, I think this is really interesting on trooping units that you generally pull from the stack that also natively have a comp slot. Mm -hmm. So that's like B2s, right? Especially because yep. they don't have a training slot for offensive push. Mm -hmm. um, so you can give this four points to a B2 unit to get an aim or dodge. Not that you really yep. care about the suppression in that situation. Um, somebody like Boba, you know, Boba has what, two training slots? Mm -hmm. um, no, he doesn't have a comp slot, does he? I don't know if he has a comp slot. Never mind. Yeah, I think he has two trainings and two gear. Cad Bane. Cad Bane is the one with a comp slot. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, he could use it because, he, like, he's only got the one training slot. Like, do the comp slot for this thing, and then you can use his training slot for duck and cover or something instead yeah. of offensive push or hunter. Um, I mean, yeah. it's also it's also great for... You know, we just, I just focused on the dodge <laughs> keywords, but you know, the aim, the suppression, yeah. like anything that needs those that you're not giving orders to this is going to, or, or I, I think what this does too, in, and this is coming from, you know, someone who's playing a, a list that is particular about who's getting orders when, you know, I think this also helps you not feel as bad when you're like, okay, you're not getting an order this turn, but but you're, you're, you're gonna get yeah. something or remove a suppression you know so mm -hmm. it's it's a nice consolation prize yeah. for those yeah. units bx commandos yeah i was gonna um, say like a full commando Ranger. squad yeah i feel like might like this because often yeah. you're not giving bx commandos an order um and this way you could just move and then get a name yeah yep magnus in case they needed more tokens you know they don't <laughs> usually fill that comp <laughs> slot with anything <laughs> um Let's see what other interesting trooper units have a comp slot. I'm just like trolling through Legion HQ here. Um, Wookiees, I mean, uh, mortars, a comp slot. Uh, mortars, mortars. I mean, mortars can take LTA. Yeah, that's they don't, well usually. So. And I guess that depends on the list, right? Because a lot of times you're giving it to the shore trooper, which yeah. is given in order to the mortar. But maybe in your list, you're not giving them orders, and you want them to have an aim, or you want them to. I don't know. You know, I maybe. Just trying to think. I think the thing with mortars and the reason that you don't see them with LTA is like um, they have cumbersome, right? Mm -hmm. So if they're shooting, that means they're not moving. And that means they don't usually have anything better to do except, except aim and then shoot. Um, so, uh, and they only have three dice. So two aims is kind of overkill on them. Um, yeah. But strike teams. I could say on strike, strike teams. teams. Yeah. yeah. For the aim. For the move for the move shoot aim yeah um i could see this on like 
ISF for your non-tax mm-hmm. strike turn. Yeah, for like turn two. Um, Pathfinders with Biston. Yep. You know, so you can use that training slot for duck and cover. Um, I feel like this could be really just, I mean, we just listed a bunch of units, but basically yep. like any, any <laughs> unit where either you don't have a training slot or you want to fail your training slot with something else and you have a comp slot. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like this a lot. Yeah, me too. I think it fills the theme of a lot of stuff in this uh, shadow collective wave that it doesn't seem like an auto include anywhere, but there's tons of options that are really interesting. Um, yep, agreed. All right, should we hit the heavies for these super commandos? Let's yes. hit the heavies. Lucas, by all means. I was going to say, you've, you've been jumping the gun on Rook cast. I'll let you read it if you want. It's a good thing it's my cast. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have my permission, Jay. Oh, oh, good. Uh, why don't we split them? I'll do the first two and you can do the second two, pal. Uh, so right. the first one is a Mandalorian Super Commando. Uh, you gain Cash Surge 2. Uh, that's pretty cool for 24 points. So basically, it's just an extra extra dude or lady. Uh, and uh, for 24 points, you can get that Cash Surge 2, which is it's interesting. I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it depends on your list build, I suppose. Uh, the next one is a Super Commando Gunslinger, uh, range one to two, two black, two white, and lethal one. And that one's 30 points. The other one was 24. Um, uh, it's the fact that this is range two. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, the dice are good. Like at range two, you get two extra white dice basically mm-hmm. over what you would normally get from an extra model. And lethal's good. I think mostly here you're paying for lethal. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be using this with the independent aim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be good if you're, you know, like clearly being limited to range two is not great for these guys. Because um, I think their real strength relative to the other Mandos, as we mentioned, is the fact that they can engage at range three. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they still can shoot at range three, right? Uh, these yeah. guys, it's not sidearm. So you can still right. do four black, four white at range three, which is. Not amazing, but not terrible. Yep. I just, this is so picky, and I'm so sorry, everybody. I just don't like the name because I know people it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't because <laughs> it, they don't have the gunslinger keyword, or it doesn't shoot four black, which would be two of that. Like, right. it just none yeah. of it makes any, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, he's shooting wildly, you know. I, sure. You lose accuracy. So one of those black dice become a white when you're dual wielding. All right. But he's shooting a pistol with two hands is a lot easier than shooting with one hand. (laughs) Yeah, there's two other Uh, upgrades also. If you don't like that (laughs) close range, we got the super commando marksman who has a gun from range one to three, is also 30 points. And the weapon has a red dice, a black dice, and a white dice, and you gain precise one. This seems pretty sweet, right? You're going to have four blacks, a red, and four whites, and precise one, but independent aim. Yeah, that's a pretty nice, solid range three dice pool. That's a hard-hitting range three. Yeah, you're probably going to be getting open shots because these guys have jump and a speed three move. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you didn't get them in order, you'll have that aim. Like, Lucas, did you say that? Yeah, so, yeah. 
this is really interesting. I like this one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they have this profile because I find with the uh, the Rebel Commandos, you often want to take one of the unique upgrades if you're going to take them. And then if you're doing that, you're typically just taking Clan Rens. You don't often see people running more than one of them. Uh, but I think with an upgrade like this, you could easily run a few uh, Maul Super Commandos and justify it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, we have Rook Cast. This is a unique upgrade because she is a named character. And she has two health. She is 35 points. Mandalorian Super Commandos only. Range one to two. Two reds, two whites. You gain Retinue Maul, and she is your leader. So this is what Jay was talking about, where if you put Rook Cast in here, along with Situational Awareness, and follow Maul around on the table... You're going to have two dodges every single turn to spend. Um, and like a pretty deadly range two profile, right? That's six blacks, two reds, two whites. We're going to yeah. 10 dice majority, which are red or black. Um, yeah. And I mean, good. again, like just a, sorry, go ahead, Lucas. I say it feels just like a, a sidekick to kind of fall around all and yep. beat stuff up. And if you shoot yeah. these guys, they got a ton of dodges and you're not shooting them all. <laughs> So like you're shooting them all, which letting these guys run rampant, and if you're letting these, like, there's still a formidable dice pool on their own. Um, so it kind of feels like they make a double threat if you run them alongside them all in this this loadout, and you can fit them into a ten activation list with rook, uh, six pikes, and two pike capos and operative mall. Yep, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 I mean, yeah. You could, you could technically, because if you put, if you're putting her in here, right, they're, they're attacked, you're going to want to get into that range too. So you could put up close and personal on them as well. And now you can get a dodge from that as well. So you would have the dodge from the order, another dodge from being one to two from Maul. You'd have the shield. So there's four. And then after you move in to shoot, you could then get up close personal dodge and have five dodges between yeah. not dodges, but two shields, three dodges. Uh, and so now they could like they can get close and you could almost leave them in the open and they would be all right. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, you're suddenly suddenly that's a um, unusually durable. Mandalorian yeah. unit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is an expensive one. That'd be, I think, for, for what you rattled off, about 125 points. Um, yeah, I think I just, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly. Okay. So, no, not roughly. Exactly 125 points. Yeah. yeah. Man, you're so good with the math. <laughs> good for you. That's what I do. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's expensive. I, I like the one thing that is interesting to me about uh, Rook in contrast to like clan ren um you know if you're comparing to another retinue mandalorian unit is that um it is less wounds overall because you're adding rook who is a two wound model to a three wound unit which is five instead of six for clan ren um but it's four models instead of three so you know the dice pool is and she has four dice so you're talking about eight dice instead of i guess it's seven for clan ren right uh, no, you're talking about 10 dice. Sorry. 10 dice. 10 dice yeah. versus seven, which is a pretty substantial difference. And if you take the rockets, the jetpack rockets, which usually you don't take on clan round because it's only three red dice, <laughs> you know, you're talking about four red dice. Um, so, uh, you know, 
it's it's a little bit less durable than clan run for like roughly the same cost but significantly harder hitting yeah. from an offensive perspective so and i think if you're popping in and out of cover since unlike clan run you don't have nimble um so multiple shots right your dodges will slowly yep. deteriorate but i do think on a mobile unit they're gonna have orders on i kind of prefer having two dodges just for the turn because you can throw them both into a single shot because if you're if you're giving them orders they might just be you know you go second to last before them all they have one person shoots you you dodge both the next turn you give them another order now they have their two you go with mall first and then them so it kind of works out nicely if they can follow up Maul and just like tank a shot while Maul is getting that last first. And they can be like a pseudo last first protected by their four dodges. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a little awkward with the, the way that independent and defend work out here with getting the dodge on the order and getting the aim token on the not order. Um, because you could, in theory, you could run like improvised orders and kind of reverse sort your bag and then when they're in the bag then that's generally a turn where you want to go last with them because you can throw them back with improvised orders right but um you know if you're if you're giving them an order that means usually you're going first with them and then that dodge is going to be less useful than if they're like Mm -hmm. sitting in your stack so i don't know it's kind of interesting um and maul only has what three cards that give another unit an order? I think it's only two. Uh, no, because um, Phantom Menace gives another unit an order if you don't eat divulge. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's Phantom Menace and um, his new two pip and his new three pip. Oh, but that's only three turns, you know, that you're gonna have orders on them. So you're gonna want like some kind of backup plan, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think these could be really interesting run alongside Maul. Um, yeah. You know, very comparable, in my opinion, to Clan Run. And Clan Run is a thing that is good and run, unlike the yeah. generic Rebel Mandalorians. So, um, and that's largely because of Retinue. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Rook, like you said, really parallels. I think that these might have a chance to see generics, though, since they have that range three profile. Yep. And the Super Commando Marksman is just great value, right? Having a, uh, nine dice pool at range three behind this kind of armor and mobility is pretty sweet. For sure. And if you take Rook, it's not like you're obligated to shoot at range two. Like you can still right. throw yeah. eight dice at range three. Yep. So. Right, I like it. Me intrigued. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I think that rounds out our our Maldalorians. So yeah, they look sweet and look fun. Yeah, Yeah. they do. Um, I'm very excited to paint them, and um, they also look pretty good on the table. So, Uh, all right, next on the docket, we got Rocky Top. Yeah, Jay, that's this weekend, right? It is. Yeah, it's uh, Saturday and Sunday. I'm I'm excited about it. I know they had 60. I think it's less than that because I've seen some people dropping out due to various reasons. But you know, I think I think it's going to be like around 55 probably at the end of the day, uh, which is exciting for a tournament in Tennessee. Uh, you know, that last year had 12 people, yeah. you know. Uh 
So yeah, it's really exciting. It's uh, being hosted by the Stabcast team, which is very cool. Uh, Ryan and Ben and Tim and all those guys uh, uh, are going to be putting the tournament on, which I'm sure it'll be a great tournament because Ryan's really good at that. Uh, And they're great dudes. I'm looking forward to going down. Um, Yeah, it's going to be great. It'll be a good tournament to go to uh i think unfortunately they have to do that five round thing just because of time and you know it's just i don't blame them for it it sucks and you know i know we talked about that with canto right and 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 we almost ran into the same the problem that we foresaw right uh and that could happen at this one too which is if you're what is it if you're four and oh going into the last game and if you lose you it's it's possible that you could have just one person that is undefeated right um and then you still have an extra round to play right and then you get a situation where like if that person loses the pair down they could actually end up like sixth or something based on didn't we see the at uh was it called was it lone star that was open open. yeah that's right yeah where the top eight were all four and one uh so yeah i mean yeah 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 because and at canto i don't you know it didn't i mean john won but john was the only undefeated uh in going into round round four or five or whatever it was (laughs) so you know luckily john won but i mean he could he could have not and and we could have had a bunch of four and ones and all vied for top place you know and so it's it's unfortunate because it's just a it's a it's um it's just because of how much time you have and because yeah. most of these are Sunday, you know, matches and it's hard to get that full time spread, you know, uh, for Sunday. And it's not guaranteed that you're going to have an undefeated. So you can't bank on that either. It's it's just a tough place to be in, you know, it's, and, it's awkward. Yeah, but it's great. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Uh, come say hi if you're down there. Not while I'm playing. Uh but after, um, because I'm taking this serious, uh, and I'm and She's I, a sweaty competitive player now. I'm coming to win, so don't bother me while I'm <laughs> winning, you nerds. No, it's fine. You can come up and say hi to me. I don't care. Um, I I may not be as friendly, but I'll say I'll I'll say hi. Uh, you know. But yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. Um, I don't know. I I'm interested. I have no idea what lists are gonna look like. I think they're going to be all over the place just because it's uh, kind of a fun tournament. And I think that uh, there's no invites on the line. So I, I fully expect there to be a wild variety of lists, which is exciting because you get to face stuff you've never faced before in a, in a kind of fun tournament, right? You know, it's still a tournament. You still want to win, but if you're going to have to face anything crazy, you'd want to do it when nothing's really on the line except for your pride you know yep so yeah it'll be a good warm-up uh i'm excited about that uh and then you know uh trying to think what else yeah it's uh it's it's gonna be great i'm really excited hearing about it next week yeah i will tell you all about it for sure really not looking forward to the drive other than that everything's great how far how far of a drive is that for you it's like 13 hours yeah that's far i mean it's just it's about the same as chicago was so yeah you know um that's how much i care about legion folks (laughs) 
12 hours worth. <laughs> Less than 15. Well, we wish you luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, bring it'll it be, home. Yeah, bring yeah it home. I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm hitting this one, and then we're doing Nova at the end of the summer, which I'm yeah. really excited about, too. So it's going to be a lot of people in Nova. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm getting jealous of all these events. Um, yeah. Since I'll be moving soon, I will not be able to attend any of these. Once I do get to Europe, though, they have a ton of events. So after two months, I'll be able to tell you about all the fun stuff I'm doing. But hearing about all these things in the next two months, getting just a little bit jealous. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be our European correspondent. Yeah, the boots oh, on the ground. Along with AGST. That's right. So yeah, we'll have a, a UK correspondent and we'll have a German correspondent. Yeah. I feel like I got to go and rep North America because I think I'll be one of the few people who is on the North American ELO boards and yep. will be on the European ELO boards eventually. There you so go. I feel like I, I got to go out there and work hard to prove that the NA bracket is strongest. <laughs> Dude, if the, good luck. I know. <laughs> yeah, the Germans real are real there. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get wrecked and that's be the opposite. They'll be like, <laughs> on you, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, should we talk briefly about Invader? Yeah. Yeah. So I have an update, right? Since there I haven't go. been here yeah. in a bit. Um, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I care, Jay. I care. <laughs> uh, so I'm in single elims for the West Coast, aka the best coast along with uh, Timbo and John Bushman, who are both over here. And mm -hmm. so the first round has completed. And I'm not sure it was... John was on last time, but he hadn't played his game yet. So I guess I can talk about John's game um, also. So out of the three of us, Timbo and myself moved on, and John Bushman was beat in the first round of 16 in the, the West Coast. And I uh, have to give a little shout-out to Darth Vader. He is a local guy at my local store, so us here in uh, Southern California, Orange County, seem to be breeding some great players. He, he was in the group with uh, Snyder, so he knocked out last year's Invader champion to get in here. Now John Bushman, another world-class player. So I was rooting for both of them in that game, but I have to give a little shout-out when it's, you know, one of your local guys coming out here taking out all the, the champions. And then Tempo also won his game. He won... With it was a draw on points, and then he won on points killed against Flawed Zombie on Rebels. And then I also won my game, drew on points against a Rebel player. I've, for those of you who haven't been keeping up, I've been playing the Iden 333 with dewbacks instead of bikes, kind of like Luke Cook's list, but one less activation with three dewbacks. And I was playing uh, JD Nielsen, and he was doing the Rebel. Uh, SA gunline, but with Sabine and Clan Ren in it. And the way the game shook out was he had the bid. He picked Red Player to pick his preferred table side. And then also because Tax Strike likes to deploy as late as possible, so I have more time to maneuver. So by taking Red, he prevents me from getting the last deployment. The way it panned out was it was uh, major offensive, payload, and clear conditions. And we each put our payloads in the center area and the terrain was in like the back corner. So we each were going to be going across in different directions from one another. 
And right off the bat, I was able to get, he, oh, he had sabotage communication, which is something important I should also mention. <laughs> I'm playing the tax strike list. Very good and tactical strike. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. playing as tactical strike. Sabotage, it yeah, it yeah. makes it so I only get to issue one order. So in that case, I'd have to pick either Aiden or one ISF to be able to do tax strike. But on turn one, I was able to get a cheeky pulse scan out with Aiden and one shot a sniper that I could see both models with. So I was able to deploy Aiden after a sniper, get an angle where I could just barely see both. And then my hope was um, I was threatening for tax strike. So I knew he had to play uh, sabotage communications. And then he also could clearly see I was going to try and hit that sniper, won the roll off. So that got me an activation ahead. And then on turn two, I was able to play tax strike. And I know a lot of people have been kind of down on dobacks because they'll say, oh, dobacks don't do enough damage at range or they're not deadly enough in melee. I think this game was a good example of how dobacks can be really good at just like zoning and playing passively. Because essentially, since he had the dodge spam, most of the game I was just shooting with Aiden and Del Miko, and the dobacks were just like sitting behind line of sight blockers, blocking his approach. And so on payload, since I was blue player and up on kill points, he had to come to me. And the dobacks didn't do a whole lot of damage, but they really screened his army. And then on turns five, six, closed the gap and went in. Um, but it was a fun game. If you want to see some passive dobacks, because people always like the peekaboo. I talk nonstop about peekabooing with dobacks. So you do is they have relentless. So you move forward, take your shot, and then you move back behind a line of sight blocker. And people are always hating on it. because like, oh, it doesn't do much damage. You might get one to two through over the course of the game. The point isn't so much the damage potential. It's the fact that like you can have a dewback safely sitting behind a line of sight blocker, blocking an important approach and get some value. Um, plus a suppression or something. So I think it's pretty huge. Uh, Blood Ocean Bobby casted the game. And his Twitch channel is, I believe, Blood Ocean Legion, if you guys want to check that out. Um, it was a really fun one. My next round is against Droids Rule, which... He's the one that knocked me out of Invader League last season. So I'm having PTSD to when his Sabine blew up Mm. literally two-thirds of my entire army in one activation. (laughs) So he's still playing Sabine. So he messaged me uh, on um, Discord that we're playing each other. I was like, oh, no, I still have PTSD to those explosions. (laughs) So hopefully I learned my lesson. And this time I won't let him kill, you know literally my entire army with explosions but uh we'll see it should be a good matchup he's a, a solid player god explosions is such a great card it is and yeah for, for like so many reasons like what lucas is talking about like getting the explosion off and getting two hits on like five different units is amazing but also people are so scared of it of it happening and when they know you you have sabine they're like oh I can't. Okay. Like I literally hear people talking out loud going, I can't put, no, you got explosions for sure. Like I can't do that. That's no, that's crazy. And it's just like, just being able to be in their head without even like saying anything is the best gift of Legion Christmas I could ever have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, that's great. Lucas. I'm really excited. It's been nice too, that uh, none of us are really uh, in each other's way. So you know, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of team kills like so uh, Evan Paul is in the North America East, but he is literally on the opposite end of the bracket as I am. So like the only way we face each other is if we both make it to the finals in our bracket, which is which is nice. That's a nice little like 
way out right mm -hmm. <laughs> like so um but yeah that's great it's super nice that uh there's potential for us all to see each other at worlds i think that would be the ideal timbo has to play uh lj aka talk polite in his next game so he's also Ooh. got a a tough one coming up. Yeah. LJ is a longtime player. I think he was at Worlds with you, Kyle, way back in the day. So we all have a, a tough road ahead of us. Yeah. But on the West Coast bracket, since it's a little smaller than the East Coast, Timbo and I each just have to win one more game. And then we are in for Worlds. So, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, uh, there's no easy way forward for me that we got what Dash is in East. We've got uh, that's Mike. Mike Dashes who used to be on here. Uh, he's in the East bracket. Luke Cook is in the East bracket. Uh, Evan Paul's in the East bracket. Um, East Coast, East Coast. Yeah. So there's still there's still a lot of tough tough opponents in in the the East Coast. Well, but I mean this is, I think one. Yeah, and once yeah. you get once you pass round robin and the first set of elims, I, I don't think there's. I don't even think the first set of elims is an easy game. There are no easy games. So. Mm -hmm. You know, anyone who's made it this far and anyone who hasn't and who has lost in the eliminations, you still did great. Like making it to eliminations is a huge, huge thing. So congratulations to everyone. Not, not those who didn't make it to it. So not congratulations to you guys. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, if you made it to the Elims, you get to say you made it and Kyle didn't. So that's something, right? Yep, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to say it every cast. That's <laughs> <laughs> who did better than Kyle this year in Invader. Yeah. This You're guy. like, yeah, it's great. We're not in anybody. We're not in each other's way. You know who's yeah. in nobody's way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> it's, I, I say though, it, um, I don't know about you guys, but like, I get, I, I don't know how this is for a lot of people out there. I feel like it might be opposite. I'm more nervous and nerve wracked in Invader League online games than I am in in-person games. I am a much cooler, like chiller, like relaxed. I got this kind of attitude in real life than in I question everything when I'm playing an Invader League game. Like, I don't know why. It's just if it, I am, it freaks me out way more. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite. Like, on Invader League, yeah, since I, I have do. perfect info, I feel like I'm way more confident in my choice because like I'll just throw it on the range band and I can see everything. I'm like, all right, that's mm -hmm. exactly where I want. Whereas in person, I like move someone and then be like, am I thinking about all the right angles? Who's potentially in range? Like there's no one sitting behind this piece of terrain I'm not thinking about. Yeah. Um, I find that also being able to like get down super low and measure stuff. I just feel like I have more complete information. Um, but I came from a back background of doing a lot of like esports stuff. So I think I also am just more comfortable on a computer than a lot of yeah. people um, for Legion. Because I think most people probably have more of a board gaming background than, you know, computer yeah. gaming. So I might just come from that. Yeah, you know, I'm comfortable with the mouse and keyboard. Well, I think too, it's a difference in who we are as people. You guys are both mathematicians right at heart and so you're both very good at math and perfect like you're talking about perfect information like i don't think i've ever used that phrase and so like <laughs> i i thrive in the chaos 
right? Of the real life, like, I want you questioning whether you're going to do that move or not, right? I, it, what scares me is the perfect information because that's just not how my brain functions. I'm still a very chaotic player, even though um, I'm playing more cautiously and more reserved. I'm, I'm still just pure chaos when I play. Uh, and that does not translate as well <laughs> into the the online perfect information computer game, you know. Oh man, yeah, I mean, I think you're selling yourself a little short, though. You are technically top sixteen for East Coast, so maybe the the nerves are what's making you perform so well. You just need to maybe. bring the nerves with you to the real table. <laughs> perform under pressure. And can I tell you, I don't know why, and I keep doing this in my head. So, a any unit that moves speed three is almost it's like just over it's like kind of close to range three but a little short right for a double speed three move it's it's short but it's like within it's about two inches short yeah it's about two yeah. inches short in my head though i keep thinking that that's one move <laughs> So like I I like sit there stare at it for at least way longer than I should going all right well I, I mean one move is like range three so I should be able to get there and then I'm like wait what the hell are you talking about that's two moves and it's still short like <laughs> like just like I don't know why that keeps happening but in my head I'm like Sabine should absolutely be able to get here and then I'm like looking at it and I'm like measuring it and I'm going. What are you talking about, you idiot? Like, it's not, <laughs> not even close. I don't know. I get tripped up on weird stuff. Like, my brain just like freezes, and like I have to do like a hard reset. <laughs> yeah, I I had a real bad, really bad brain hiccup once. I was playing KP against Star Spader, actually, the guy who uh, just played against John, and it was I had it in the bag, and he drove over with his tank on my back KP, and he had no one to contest the middle one, and he had someone on his own. And in my head, for some reason, I was like, oh, he can't contest the middle KP. I win. And I just passed all my dudes. And he's like, my tank is sitting uncontested on your back KP. Because <laughs> I was way ahead. He had like the tank and a sniper. And I was just yeah. like, oh, he can't touch the middle. Uh, and I'm way ahead on kill points. So I'm going to play this out. I just passed it all. And it was like, you, you do realize you have to kill my tank. But I'd already like taken Vader and been like fooling around. I was like, oh, my gosh, what was I <laughs> Like the tank was just completely overlapping the barricade. That was my KP. So I was like, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, Out there. I actually just, did. Go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. Well, that's that's a common mental mistake on KP yeah. is to just kind of like mentally bank your home KP. Um, yeah. And just worry about the middle and be like, yeah, if I can contest the middle at the end of the game, I win. But like you need to, you need to claim your home KP. <laughs> That's actually yeah. in the round robin. That's how I lost the codec because I we were playing KP. I wasn't even I was so focused on the middle one and he just flew a bark back there, killed the snipers that were on it and then just landed on top of it. I'm like, oh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that thing was even coming. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't even thinking about it, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's I've done that. Yeah. I actually sometimes at is, the end of the long day it's hard yeah yeah this is not this is slightly related uh mental mistakes um i i played a ladder game uh the ladder elims game that is that is a thing that's not nearly as popular or um well known as invader but it's a thing that i did for the first time 
and I'm playing a, I basically randomized my list. I'm playing double secret mission with Padme and R2. Um, and it was a situation where I was on hostage and I got my hostage carrier scoped on the last activation of the game um, to drop the hostage. But I still won <laughs> because I scored both Padme and R2 secret missions. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those situations where like, any other time, you know, getting your hostage carrier scoped on the last turn is like a death sentence, right? That's game over. Yeah. Um, because he had scored his hostage, but I'm like, oh, I scored both secret missions. I'm still fine. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Double secret mission. Pretty good, uh, actually. It's the first time I've had Padme make a difference in that respect in a game. But yeah, but those those happen. You know, it's so and it's so funny, like, oh God, those happen to me more in Invader League than they do in real life. I find w- because of all the information, maybe it's information overload. And I'm just like, huh, 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 like measuring like, again, I don't know. And then but in real life, I'm just like, yeah, no, this is right. And then I just I don't know. It, it's like mm-hmm. a different um, unlike you guys. I panic when I get perfect information. And you guys are like, excellent, <laughs> perfect information, right where I want to be. And I'm like, oh, God, what do I do with this too much? The decision tree before you starts panning out. And you're yeah, like, yeah, my brain just explodes. <laughs> yeah. And even perfect information is kind of an illusion because, yeah. you know, you don't know what your opponent's going to do. And you're also probably just missing something. It's also a dice um, game, so like, right. there will never be actual perfect information. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah. real, real such thing as perfect information. Yeah. It's all like uh, fuzzy probabilities. You're like, I could do this, and I probably won't get hurt, so <laughs> should go for it. Right. Yep. All right. <sighs> okay. Well, we definitely don't have time for the <laughs> for season <laughs> topic. Um. Sorry. Next week we'll get to it. Definitely. Just want to say uh, sorry to force users. Uh, we'll have you on next week. We just ran yep. out of time. Yep. Sorry, force users. Um, definitely next week, one hundred percent guaranteed. We'll tee it up for the episode. Yeah. And plan to discuss it. Yep. There's always <laughs> a plan. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. You guys got any other any other thoughts? Any other topics? No, I'm 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 just really happy. Legion is in such a great place. It and, is a good spot. And, yeah. and all this stuff from Shadow Collective that's coming out. I I mean I don't know. I, the next six months are just going to be amazing, and I yeah. can't wait. I'm so behind on my paint backlog for I for know. another terrible time. Oh God. Got I've got some short troopers sitting right here in front of me that um, are sort of like I mean that's three colors right? Mm. It's yeah, Ish. close. Ish. Squint, yeah, if you squint. Yeah, it is technically three colors. It's just you know white, gray, and black. <laughs> no, there's actually a little bit of red there. I did a I did a red underspray because oh, the bases nice. are going to be red. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, no, I need to actually like paint them so they they're not embarrassing. Um, yeah. I need to at least I, paint the guns black, you know? So I had to painting paint. up Imperial models. What's that? Why are you painting up all these Imperial models? You got something to tell us? Oh, well, <laughs> Imperials, Empire is my plan A for Atlantic City. We'll see if I successfully get enough painted. Um, 
I actually, in typical waffling fashion, I made a Facebook poll that uh, quickly got um, hijacked by Jay. (laughs) 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 But um, the overwhelming choice on that poll was Vader. So I'm sure that was not all Jay and uh, his lobbying. (laughs) Um, So um, as it happens, I already submitted a list with Vader on it uh, as soon as literally i think it was last week or maybe even the week before as soon as tto opened i submitted a vader list so yeah um, i kyle i I don't think you could ever do this i don't think it's possible but there's some thing liberating and freeing about just not even thinking about it and just having a list and just committed to a list like this rocky top thing i was like tto copy paste and i just went about <laughs> my i just went about my business so uh, there's just so many forget, fun things i actually did that with yeah. mall b2s um, yeah i played mall b2s in invader season five i don't remember six seven whatever i don't even know what we're on anyway i played mall b2s in invader and then i played mall b2s at atlantic city and then i played mm-hmm. mall b2s at lone star open so three tournaments in a row exact same list oh three down to the upgrades um so i've I've only done that one time (laughs) but well um, yeah i I mean so for me it was just like like i uh today i was like thinking about what i needed to do to get ready to go and i'm like oh uh, nothing like i have to paint some i so what i did was i painted my range rulers because i broke a bunch so my old (laughs) my old Mm -hmm. ones are done same problem yeah so i got new ones so i painted those and then i painted new movement tools to match and then uh, I hadn't painted my recover the supplies supplies yet. They were just kind of primed and on bases. So I painted those up and I'm, I'm all good to go. I didn't have to look at my cards. I didn't even have to open my bag because it's all the same. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't, I'm yeah. looking forward to playing and seeing what happens, you know? Yeah. yeah. I've just been slightly tuning my stuff and switching up. So I've been playing that Iden and Dubex for a while. And uh, this last weekend at our local event, I did the really creative choice and just copy pasted Luke Cook's list to try out the, the <laughs> Iden bikes version. <laughs> and it's really fun. It plays slightly differently. It's a lot more all in on the alpha strike. Mm-hmm. Super, super good. I, so the version I'm playing, it relies on the alpha strike, but it kind of uses that as like a pressure piece. And then you zone with do backs and different things. Mm. It's a little less where like you're all all in. Whereas the bikes list, you go attack strike, your 11 X are usually up on people. And then you followed up with the three bikes and holy moly, just adding in those three aiming bikes into your alpha strike makes it hit way harder. It's gross. It's so yeah. gross. It, it crashes and burns way harder than the Dubax version. Yep. Um, but a lot of my games are wrapping up real quick. It basically like <laughs> just destroyed things or like went down in flames, um, which is kind of nice actually for like a tournament event to have games decided <laughs> by turn three so that you yep. don't have to worry about time. Um, so it was really good. I, I figured if I'm playing all this I didn't do back stuff, I should know all the different tax strike versions and yeah, I mean, of course, Luke could played it, so no one was really wondering if it was good or not. But right. it yeah. it hits super hard. Like, I played a game of Vaps where I just tax striked and all end with the bikes on one of his Vaps and just like killed everything there, and then walked up with my ISF and like tapped it. I think I've only like tapped a Vap <laughs> without a force user. I don't think I've ever tapped a Vap in a game, and so that was a game where just like the Alpha Strike was so tough that it just blew everything away, and I could just walk up and hit that Vap. 
yeah it's a very um it's one of those lists that like you know very quickly how the game is going to go most of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah by the end of turn three it's usually clear either yep. either you dodged the tax strike and bikes and you've now killed all the bikes and like there's not much left once that happens or mm. the tax strike bikes hit you and now you have half an army yep. yeah <laughs> it's fun yeah. it's a lot of dice real fast that uh yeah that last uh, invader league game i played uh he had iden and an isf and in that tactical strike is no joke man and you gotta That's be really even he doesn't even have the three 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 right it yeah. was just the just i just inferno and and iden was nasty and you know yeah i hearing lucas talk about it all the time i was kind of prepared for it but i still wasn't 100 percent prepared for it because the way they can manipulate and like move around to like get line of sight on stuff was it was nasty man and infiltrate goes a long way towards that yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah i mean you talked about this, this strike team sniping uh, yeah Lucas, and you've talked about that before that's one uh function of iden i think that is not used enough mm-hmm. um because like you said, you can kind of feint attack strike and then just play pulse scan on the first turn and kill an activation. And then yeah. attack strike is still good on turn two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Del Mico just snipes that turn as well. And then yeah. you just follow it up with a turn two attack strike. Um, and now you're an activation ahead, so your attack strike's gonna be even more brutal. Even better. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. uh, before we give other tax strike players too many ideas i think we should stop <laughs> um, <laughs> i know uh droids really are not allowed to listen to this cast <laughs> you told him at the end <laughs> i should have led with that oh he's <laughs> like oh no oh no how do i erase this uh, <laughs> stricken from the record um un- unhear that uh yeah um, all right well we are the notorious scoundrels on cop I'm Jay. I'm Lucas. Stay fresh, cheese bag.